Marketing for Humans, bringing the human back into marketing. Hello, I'm Christina Fry, and we are going to talk about bringing that good old human back into marketing. Let's do that, shall we? <laughs> and today I want to share with you the marketing mindset that makes that possible, the mindset tool that opens us up, strengthens the part of you that will really just generate all of the meaningful marketing that you then go on to create. And honestly, this stuff is way harder than trying to figure out a marketing mechanism. I can guarantee you that really taking ownership of your marketing mindset is the work. And it will be, if you conquer that, then understanding how to use MailChimp for a series of great automated emails or, you know, a drip campaign, if you want to call it that, that's the easy part. (laughs) So let's talk about this, the good work of your marketing mindset. Okie dokie. So the tool that I use is called the generosity practice. And I want to first build a context as to where it fits in into a lot of personal development tools that I have encountered. And I'm sure you have too. So What I've noticed is that there are three levels of personal evolvement that are relevant to most productive people in our world today. And uh, and you'll see where this particular personal practice fits in and why it's so powerful and effective at getting out there. So let's look at those levels, shall we? All right, so the first level is being a productive robot. What does that mean? That's you getting up and grabbing your coffee or favorite form of caffeine and just getting out there, maybe taking care of the kids, you know, make sure they get off the school okay and a decent breakfast. And then you're off to the races and you are really productive and you get everything done at your place of work or your, um, you know, with your, your business. And then you come home and take care of everything and collapse. So that's productive robot land. And a lot of great things happen there if you're doing projects and work that really mean something to you. Like it's really nice to step into productive robot sometimes. It does go off the rails though, and obviously you can get incredibly exhausted if that's the only way that you operate. And you maybe you're operating that way unconsciously. I think a lot of us do that. I think it's sort of built into American culture, maybe Western civilization in general. <laughs> so, so then we land into stage or level two, which I call personal sanctuary. So if you have hit the wall as a productive robot, you at some point drag yourself to a massage therapist an actual, you know, a psychotherapist, a yoga class, a meditation class. Somebody says, oh, you should download that great app that will help you do some guided meditations. So what starts happening when you take a break and create some personal sanctuary? A couple different things. One is that you get to really know yourself, right? You're not just a machine. There's things about you that are subtle or not so subtle that you just really want to understand, and can help you get at how you, I don't know, can fuel yourself better. If you understand that, let's say, I'll give you an example. Let's say as part of who you are, it's really healthy for you to learn how to wait 
for an answer instead of pushing forward and making things happen all the time that may be inherent to your very nature, it's really good for you to wait for a deep yes. I'm actually grabbing that from human design, um, which if you don't know what that is, oh my gosh, go check it out. It's fabulous. So that is really fascinating. I mean, we could sit here talking for 10 hours about how cool that is and what that changes for you. And right. Or let's say you're lying down in Shavasana at the end of a yoga class and you're just really drinking in the peace and quiet. And it's so nourishing. You can then stand up and go about your day and just, wow, what a much more you know, compassionate perspective that you might have on the rest of your day. Or you're meditating or la, 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 la. We could go through all the different practices, right? So this is wonderful. And I would have a parade for you if you are thick into this stage because rather than just being an unconscious pr- productive robot, now you're getting much more aware So, which is fabulous because then you're not just going to charge ahead with no thought. There is an underbelly and that is, it can turn into belly button gazing like, Ooh, aren't I fascinating? I'm just going to study myself in all of my complexities, or I'm going to just, yeah, understand every single thing about me. And if you want to take a moment, I'll tell you everything I know about myself. Isn't this amazing? (laughs) Just like how to turn into a boring self-aware person (laughs) in three seconds. Yes. So that is one thing that can happen. And it can also be, it can start creating a separation between your personal sanctuary and how you are in the rest of the world. So let's say you take a yoga class, do some meditating, and then you go back out and you know, you're with your kids, you're managing your business, dealing with a client, and it feels like energetically someone is punching you in the face, right? So you go from this lovely warm bath of quiet, and then you go out and it's like, bam, right? So there's this big wall between personal sanctuary and the rest of your life, right? And I don't really, I mean, It's good, but I think there's a missing piece here, and that's what is level three. So level three is when you can align your personal sanctuary with how you are in service to the world. This is what I call the everybody wins (laughs) level of personal evolvement, level three. And, you know, you see this in people who are completely on mission. They are just right? Like they are endlessly fueled by what they do. And there's, they don't need a lot of bells and whistles to show what they're up to. They just get to work. And there's deep satisfaction in finding that zone. You know, I think that's part of the reason why people are always looking for their purpose and just trying to find meaning in their life because they haven't found this level yet. They might be in personal sanctuary and they're just enjoying the peace and quiet, a pause from being a productive robot, but it's not sustainable unless they are constantly, you know, checking back in, but there's this little defensive posture that happens there, right? So here's what is so great about everybody wins layer. Now you get really clear and intentional about how you're in service to the world. You get to decide what you want to offer. You get to decide, you know, what kind of difference you want to make. And honestly, the whole 
transaction of that decision is made from a place that's way bigger than you. You start knowing how to open yourself up to bigger truths because you can't just decide, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to be a good person and, and contribute in this way. That kind of attitude or posture is, it just takes you right back into being a productive robot, frankly, because it's just, oh, I'm just going to be a martyr or, you know, a nice person or whatnot. This kind of way of being needs to come from a much wider, bigger place that surprises even you so that every day you are staying open to what is your next way of contributing? What is the next amazing way you can make a difference? What is, you know, the incredible thing you could offer the world and the people in your life, right? And, you know, with the practice that I've developed with um, generosity practice, there's a huge piece of it that is a little bit aspirational, let's call it, because it's not about being productive, or sorry, it's not about being practical, right? I want you to tap into a place of generosity potential. So what I mean by that is just because you don't have a million dollars doesn't mean you shouldn't feel open to the possibility of having a million dollars to give for a particular purpose, right? This is you being open to, oh my gosh, like what if I could generate self-confidence in every single person I know? What if I could contribute just peacefulness to every student taking a, an entrance exam or just any test at all, right? Like just diving into the possibility of generosity is a huge step in getting clear around who you want to be in the world and how you want to operate in a sustainable way. Because honestly, if you figure this out and you know what it's like to have that everybody wins vibe, then there's really no stopping you. I want to share with you, let's see, around 10 things that happen when you live this way. And this is directly from a self-assessment that I've created for people who are learning the generosity practice. I have a 30-day mastery program. And this, what I'm going to share with you now is the outer results, right? There are about 20 inner results and I think there's about like 12 outer results. I'm just going to read them so that you can see, wow, when I conquer this level, then a lot of other things get handled. This is, it's so exciting to see this happening in, in client after client after client. Um, I know there are probably many ways to conquer level three and live this way. There's another practice called Tonglen right? Where you take in the suffering into your heart and you give out love. That's a very beautiful version of doing this. Uh, generosity practice is slightly different, but um, definitely comes from a similar place. Okay. So here are the things that happen <laughs> when you are in this incredible place of generous artistry, let's call it. Okay. First, you enjoy interacting with people more right? I mean, it's just, there's no, no one's against you when you know how you want to contribute to the world. Then you can also better discern whom you can and cannot help. And that can save you <laughs> so much time, <laughs> right? It's going to develop your intuition. That's the next thing, which is I trust my intuitive read 
on situations and people more. And again, if you know right off the bat with a potential client that you're just not going to be able to help them, I mean, who knows why? Maybe they're just, they're in a mindset that is so far away from where you are that you know that it's going to be a battle the whole time you're working together and that it would affect you, your, you know, eventually your family, maybe even your other clients because you just get worn out by this, right? If you know immediately, oh, I trust my intuitive read on this situation, that is going to help you so, I mean, it's just going to save you a lot of time. The next thing is I have more confidence in all my decisions. And why wouldn't you? If you are aligned with that bigger picture of, wow, this is how I change things for other people in a good way, then of course you're going to have more confidence. You don't have anything to prove. You are also, along with that, more willing to put yourself out there. And again, right on the, the tail of that is I, you're more okay with being rejected. And that just... I mean, again, I I say this after every statement, but honestly, when you are taking full ownership of the kind of generous being you want to be, things like being rejected are just sort of uninteresting. You're playing a much bigger game. The next thing is you feel like a satisfying contribution with people, even if they are not happy about something. Let's say you have a client who is really fixated on some things that they would have liked to have gone differently. Well, if you have spent the time and built this beautiful muscle of, I am a contribution, you know, and this is how I, I, I roll, then if someone's not happy, you're not going to cave in, you're not going to get defensive, you're just going to listen. This is why being in a negotiation is so great if you're doing this kind of work, because now you can get out of your own way and truly listen to what the other person has to say. And whatever recommendation you end up making, then it is from a place of service, and you better believe they know that. You are able to more easily say no. This is similar to you trust your own intuitive read on situations, because it's like if you see that something's not going to work, and I mean, the most challenging, of course, is a client that would offer you a good amount of money, but you know that it's not a good fit. And I realize that at different times in your business, you're going to be more inclined to be able to say no to that. But I'm just telling you, you're not going to be as worried about offending anybody or hurting their feelings or even worrying about the state of your business. So you'll be able to easily say no and use your time more wisely. You will have more compassion for people. You better stand your ground when you need to, right? Like if you have something to say and you feel like you're not being heard, then you're going to not worry about that so much. I can always tell when it's time for me to do my practice more when I start taking it personally if I'm not heard. It's like, oh, okay, note to self, come on back and do your 10-minute daily. You have more energy to devote to people. And finally, this is my favorite, and I kind of led with this, which is you've aligned your personal sanctuary with your outer ability to serve others. You can have both. Honestly, is there anything better? If you can feel like you're having a massage and you're helping other people, I I challenge you to tell me a better way to live. (laughs) I liken it to having your cake and eating it too on many levels. 
So those are the outer results of the generosity practice. And you can see immediately, not only would it help you serve your clients, but it would also help you become much more willing to get out there. If you're not so worried about being rejected or how, you know, what kind of impression you're making that you're doing it from this higher place of service, it's just so great, you know, and, and whenever I talk about these things like higher place of service, I know it sounds hoity toity. That's why it has to be a practice because I can, you know, trot out all these beautiful phrases but that's just a concept. Until you take ownership and really feel it for yourself, all I'm doing is a bunch of blah, 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 right? So what I would want for you, a really cool way to start this process for you is to ponder when was the last time you enjoyed being generous? The emphasis in that question is on enjoyed. So when was the last time you enjoyed being generous? We have a long heritage and history of being generous in ways that create martyrdom and exhaustion. It's just how it's been. And we also have a long history of people in servant roles, right? Let's go back to the 19th century for a second, and even the 20th, that if you're in service to others, you are miserable, right? Like it's the whole game is set up so that it's unfair. So there's kind of an undercurrent of a long history of servitude, right? Because in service, that's really close to the word servitude. And that can put you into a place of, oh, I'll just be all things to all people. And that doesn't only go for your marketing. It also goes for how you are with your clients. So when was the last time you enjoyed being generous. One of my clients that I I just love sharing, uh, you know, her results, she does these incredible interviews with leaders in the community. And it was pretty challenging for her to get going. But when she does it, she's featuring another entrepreneur. She's having fun, just talking them up. And then she's sharing that with her community and their community so that their business grows. She looks really good, right? She's having fun, She gets known as the real estate agent who does those cool videos and pretty much everybody wins. So that's her version of that. When's the last time she enjoyed being generous? I'm I'm on a mission to give generosity a really hip, cool reputation again. (laughs) Because I know that it can infuse everything you do in your marketing. When you come from that stance, now your marketing can be transformational, not just informational. And that's a really big shift. It's not like transformational marketing isn't informational, but it's so much more than that. And we all, you know, I know that some of us are less savvy than others, but I think with the dawn of the internet age, we've all become a lot more attuned to people who are posing versus people who are real. And even over an electronic device, we can feel that. Not always, but right? It's just, you might as well be real. So here's the work of getting there. And I will, I will end with this. In the last episode, I talked about the five different types of marketers. And let me just repeat what they are. So you've got nurturers, adventure guides, door openers, steady presences, and celebrators. 
And I would imagine that you are one of those. You probably have a secondary, maybe, but I always say that sanity comes in landing on one. You can do any kind of marketing you want, but if you know what your deep why is and where your power comes from, and when I say power, I mean the kind of power that helps others, then you will have a much more sustainable way of building your business. So I want to just say that those those types, if you, you know, when you land which one you are, the the magic that comes from operating within your type is almost unexplainable. When I when I try to explain them in the talks that I give and I I give case studies, I talk about what kind of marketing people should do. The one thing that I don't really address is there's sort of this inexplicable magic voodoo happening. It's sort of, you know, hey, if you're a steady presence, we want to know that you're doing a service, like you're a leader in your community and you're not leaving. Now, logically, I could say, well, as a steady presence, of course we would want to know that because you're a pillar and we want to know that you're here to stay. But to me, it's just deeper than that. And I don't even know if I want to explain it. I just want to make sure that if you have some magic voodoo that you can harness in your marketing, that you actually are harnessing it. So that is a really, I mean, it takes 10 minutes, right? And then when you, (laughs) when you figure out your type, when you take the assessment and just a reminder, innatemarketinggenius.com is the website. Then you can download that nifty report and I would recommend spending 20 minutes with it to go through you know, who you are, how you market, and then the content generating questions. Because when you sit down and, and spend some good time with that, it's not just, you know, an easy fix, right? It's something that just takes you deeper. You need to spend a little bit of time with it. And the more time you spend with it, obviously the better results you get. And this will fortify and focus your entire marketing stance, like how you are out in the world, and maybe decisions that you make on the vehicles you're going to use, or hopefully one vehicle you're going to use. So I'm going to leave it at that. You can see how this level three way of being where everybody wins, it's an art form. It's something you can work out. It's something that if you are not even close to this yet, don't even worry about it. You'll get there. There are certain things that when you learn them will make all of this much easier, right? So In case you're curious about how to master this particular practice, just go to www.generositypractice.com and you will see some offerings there. I have a 30-day program where you're going to use this tool for 30 days, 10 minutes a day, and learn the three levels as well as doing the initial training. And there's all kinds of support that I, I developed this when I did the field studies with people all over the world doing this this work. And so all of the stuff in there is based on the results of that. So I've developed it from, you know, reality, so to speak. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's there, generositypractice.com. Check it out if you want this tool in your toolbox, especially as a business owner. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I would love to see how you use it. So don't be shy if you, you know, start the training and you have questions and you want to share stuff. Just I'm here. 
And uh, my email address is Christina at ChristinaFry.com. Christina at ChristinaFry, F-R-E-I.com. And here's to operating from level three. See you next time on Marketing for Humans.